In a world where trust is shattered and darkness looms, one man's journey from betrayal to redemption will captivate your heart. Absolutely. Even if Absolutely. you don't take them. If you have a relative that is a Christian, yes. allow them to take the kids. I like that. Because yeah. it's like, you, you may not want Jesus, but... Thrown into a detention center, he grappled with the harsh reality of being imprisoned mentally and physically. At that moment, I told myself, I'm not going behind bars no more. Betrayed and deceived by the one he trusted most. So now we're about to enter into this part of your life where you're cheated on. It was rough for me. Bought teddy bears for her, flowers. And my heart just got squeezed and beat upon and crushed and stuck. In the depths of his despair, he questioned God's plan. I said, I said, you don't know what just happened to me, Meg. But amidst the darkness, a glimmer of hope emerged. He found solace in the teachings of a higher power. And in that moment, he discovered a new purpose. Out with the old. In with the new. In with the new. The Holy Spirit came inside of me. From being lost to salvation, this is the story of Nick. Coming soon, this summer on July 1st on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Hello, world. Welcome to the Call by God podcast rewind. I'm excited uh, to discuss top three episodes of our Sisters in Christ. So there were three particular episodes that, that we had discussions with, Sister Adney and I. And, and again, I, I've mentioned this before, all of our shows are good to us. They've been a blessing to us, blessing to our lives. But I can't ignore what people are listening to. So we decided to do a Call by God podcast rewind. So we're going to touch on the top three that's gaining a lot of traffic globally. So Adney, how, how do you feel about that? Today we're covering the sisters. Oh my goodness. Um, the episodes with the, all of them, like I said, just sitting down, having a discussion with them, their vulnerability um, to me was just so impactful because sometimes it's hard to share your story unless you're a person like me who doesn't mind sharing. <laughs> like every opportunity and chance I get so I could tell people, look, this is how Jesus saved me. I don't have an issue with it, but to have these sisters be so transparent and vulnerable in sharing their stories. I loved it. Awesome. Yeah, Adney, see, the world can't see this. So when you said um, some people don't know how to share their story, I was just bopping my head like, you're right. <laughs> it, it is it's very difficult to share your story, especially like if you're like on a platform as this and you got to compact. So you got to you got to condense and close your story. And then you could be 40, 50 years old and you got to close it all up in 20 minutes or 30 minutes. You're like, how can I unpack everything that I went through in 20 minutes? And I have quite a few experiences, right? So yeah, it's, it's very difficult to share one story in, in that amount of time. But let's go into the first uh, episode. So the first episode, this one was a good one. I can't wait to play it. It's episode four. It's called uh, Scars of the Good Samaritan by Katia Prince. This one was a blessing to me. And if my memory serves me correctly, this episode was very emotional. It, it, it's, it's like the Holy Spirit just moved 
in this particular uh, episode. But I mean, the Holy Spirit is always working, but it was something about this episode. So let's listen to it right now. I'm half asleep. I have no idea what the child is talking about. And I said, excuse me. She says, she's like, mom, I want to, I want to get baptized and I want your permission to get baptized. So my mind is racing and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, who's brainwashed my child? What is this baptism thing that she's talking about? And at that moment, I said, I said, why do you want to get baptized? Because the first thing I wanted to say is, of course, I don't want to give you my permission. But there was something inside of me that's saying, Katia, if you tell this child she cannot get baptized, what could it hurt? You're going into the pits of hell yourself. So there was a certain reverence, a certain fear for God at that time that hit me. And I woke up, you know, suddenly not wanting to know why she wanted to get baptized. I knew I'd raise her to think for herself, you know, to be an analytical child. And so I said, why do you want to get baptized? I said, someone's talking you into it. She says, no, mommy. She's like, I was taught the gospel and I don't want to go to hell. It's just that simple. And when she said that, it pierced me because at that moment, I realized that the education that I was supposed to be providing for my daughter that I'd failed her in so many ways that I myself was lost too. Um, and it was at that time that I think, you know, God probably took a hold of me because he probably knew he had to use her, you know, to ultimately, you know, bring me because I was so, so in that mindset of wanting to be the best mom, the best everything. And that's just who I am. And here it is, it was a major failure. Something as simple as God, I had never taught my child and strangers now had taught her and she's calling me to ask me if she could get baptized. I felt embarrassed. I felt as if I had failed, not just God, but the child. And I looked at myself in a way that I had never looked at myself before, completely um, just disappointed uh, that somehow, you know, even the basics that were taught to me that I hadn't taught it to her. I don't think I ever talked to her about God, a creator, Jesus, none of it. And I was, I was just deeply ashamed. And that's when that change, you know, started to take root. Um, because then I wanted to go and see, you know, who those people were who were teaching my child what they had taught her. Although she told me no one pushed her, um, you know, she didn't feel pressured. It wasn't under duress. You know, I got all that, but I'm like, no, I want to go see what these people are all about. You know, who my child is being around. I know my mom has to take her, you know, uh, you know, on the weekends to help me out, but I don't know. Who my mom has these people, you know, who my mom has my daughter around, but I'm going to go find out. And through going and finding out, sitting there, and of course, I was still in my spirit because I'm like, no, I've been baptized. I, I know God, you know, but I didn't know that I didn't know God. I didn't know what knowing God was all about. I had no idea, you know, like, oh yeah, I believe in God. Like somehow that's a relationship with God. That means I'm going to go to heaven. I'm a good moral person. I don't need to be here every Saturday and Wednesday with these people. I don't need this. Are you crazy? I didn't, I didn't commit any murder. Yeah, I do a little drinking, a little smoking. Everybody does a little something. You know, we're not perfect. And I justified everything away because I was a good, moral, decent person person and moral, decent people don't go to hell. And as long as they love God and they know that and they don't commit the big sins because the little sins are okay. The big sins, you know, they're good. And like I said, it was just so foolish, you know, it's just so silly. 
and it, and it, and it would take, you know, gradually, you know, getting to know God to just realize how foolish I was. But that's, that's really when he grabbed a hold of me. This one right here, Sister Katya was going in on this one, but I think, well, I mean, it's just so much that she shared that, that I could share right now. But I think the one thing that stood out to me the most when she said that she felt embarrassed not to share the gospel with her child, that there were strangers that was teaching her daughter about Christ and, and Jesus and salvation. And, and that's powerful because we may have parents out there right now that's not sharing the love of Christ, the love of Jesus with their children. And they understand and they can't understand why their children are the way they are now. So when she said that, she said that was an that was pretty much an indictment on her. Like how you how you was brought up a certain way, at least religious, at least you you knew a little something about Jesus and not share that with your daughter. I mean, there's so much that I could say right now, but I but I want to hear your take before I go any further. I don't want to take it over because this episode was good to me. I, I... What comes to mind is I'm thinking about my mother. My mother didn't go to didn't go to any form of religious church, but every Sunday she sent us. She didn't teach us about the Lord. She sent us to go and find out about him, but she never went. And and she says her mom was, you know, taking her daughter to 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 church and to to hear the word. But what came to my mind was what was the disconnect between Katya and God? Because I remember that episode. And because we were raised a certain type of way, when we get older, it's like, okay, I don't believe that. So I'm going to just be a good person. I'm going to just do the things that I need to do. I'm not going to kill. I'm not going to steal. I may drink a little. I may smoke a little. But that's just it. Other than that, I'm a good moral person. There's someone out there who actually has that mentality. And I want you to know, being a good moral person is not going to get you into heaven, okay? Um, There are plenty of people who are good moral people, but they die sadly, they die alone, and they die without Jesus. So I'm, I'm so appreciative that she shared that because there are so many people who believe, I don't need God. I'm a good moral person. I give. I'm a philanthropist. I do this. Philanthropy don't get you into heaven. Philanthropy mm. doesn't give you the peace of Jesus. Okay. There's just something about that relationship that it, it, you can't even explain it. But I'm just saying to you, that person that believes you don't need God, I'm going to tell you, you do. Yeah. Annie, that's well said. Annie, but you know, the, the so-called good people are the worst ones. They're the worst ones to share the gospel with because they feel like their life is so perfect, that they're so good. They do all the more, everything that's morally right. They they don't feel like they're in need of a savior. So I, I used to always say that. It's like, man, they're the worst ones. I said, that's why Christ, Christ, he'll get the, the harlots. He'll get the drug dealers. He'll get the liars. He'll get the fornicators, the adulterers. See, because... You have to acknowledge that you are filthy. You in need of a savior. Christ will get those that 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 are drunk drunkards and and those that are weed heads because those are the ones that are messed up. Yeah, yeah, I'm messed up. It is what it is. I'm 
I'm just messed up. And those are the ones that Christ could work with. And that's why I used to always say that, like, when I minister to certain people and, and when a person say, oh, yeah, I'm good. There's, it's like it said, this is really what they're saying is I'm perfect. There's nothing wrong with me. So why are you bringing this Jesus to me? Don't you know I'm good? So if I'm good, God could set me in. I'm, I'm good. No, you're not good. You need Jesus in your life. And the reason why this episode was impactful to me, Adney, because if Katia would have hindered her daughter from being baptized, I don't think I would have been safe because we're all connected because it was Katia. God led me to Katia and Katia led me to the church. So her daughter got a word from strangers, got the word, got baptized. And then Katia followed. She's like, Hey, hold on. What my daughter is being taught. And it's, she had a moment and she ended up obeying the gospel. So when she obeyed the gospel, when it was time for me to change my life, God led me to that very same woman. And that same woman, Katia Prince, pointed me to where I needed to be. So that's why I said we're all connected. That's why I'm so thankful to Katia's obedience. And she will always be a person that's near and dear to my heart for, number one, for obeying God. By obeying God, I received salvation. And God put me in the right place where I needed to be. So it was a blessing to me. There's so much I could say about Katia. So Katia, if you're listening to this, thank you again. So let's go to episode 19. Episode 19 uh, is called uh, Shattered But Not Destroyed. So there, this one, this particular one that I'm about to play, it's uh, part one, but we also have a part two. But part one is getting a lot, a lot of, of traffic, so... Let's hear what she had to say. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Thank you for making it midway through this episode. We want to take a moment to sincerely thank each and every one of you who have been supporting our show. Your encouragement and positive feedback mean the world to us. We want to continue to bring you inspiring and thought-provoking content each week, and that's where we need your help. We kindly ask you to support our podcast by clicking on the link provided in the description below. Your support will enable us to grow, reach a wider audience, and continue to produce the quality content you enjoy. We truly appreciate your support and value your contribution to the Call by God podcast. Together, let's inspire and uplift others in their faith journey. Thank you once again for your continued support. And we look forward to bringing you more enlightening episodes in the future. God bless. The do or don't with God. And thank God for Brother Princess Spivey. And thank God for Alvin Daniels. And because he came to us in about 2006. And so even when you look at that, I've always been blessed to have rich spiritual teaching rich spiritual examples. I've I've seen people fall. I've seen them come up. And so I've had the example before me to always dare to be different, dare to 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 stand before uh fifty people or hundred people and not be afraid to attest to what God has done. What I've even at a young age witnessed him do in, in my home and in my family and scenarios where I can look as a young person and say, these, this person is going through this or that or that classmate 
is has been treated this way or whatever the case may be and look at my own family because there are members of the body and, that are being th- those those instrumental tools of God to not let Satan destroy us because trust me he sought to destroy us and like like God told Peter to sift you as wheat and so um it's like I said I've, I've had that boldness but I've also have had that boldness in the midst of the storm. And yes, you can survive the storm. God said it. And so it's so. And I don't care what age you are in children, you know, teenagers, high schoolers, young adults. It doesn't matter what age you are at when you're in the middle of your storm. You lean on God. And if God's children be what he's called us to be in one another, in each other's lives, you can make it. So to, to to answer your question, yes, I've always been bold, but I've also been isolated. I've also felt defeated, although I know that I wear the name of Christ. And so, and that's the reality, even as a Christian, you're going to feel those, those, those punches sometimes that Satan comes at you with, but you are not defeated. And so thank God that even though my reality was what it was of a broken home, of, you know, improper activity, but God still placed the heart in me, placed people in my pathway, be it a school counselor or, like I said, sisters in the church, and those that led right lives, not perfect, but right spiritual lives. Yeah, this one was a good one as well. Um, That's why we had a part two. And I like Sister Kim, and, and you could hear she's talking about the boldness that she have in Christ. She is a bold. You talk about a sister that stand up for Christ and His Word. That's Sister Kim Hernandez right there. She loved the Lord, have a lot of boldness, and even the things that she went through. Because when you have a boldness for Christ like that, you got to appreciate a person that have a boldness for Christ. Because what that means is that you're going to go through a lot of stuff. So when you hear her talk, when you hear Sister Kim talking about weathering the storm or standing in front of a bunch of people, because that tells me right there that this person have a relationship with God, that they're willing to do whatever, whatever it takes to please their father, they're willing to do it. Even if it takes them going through a storm, they still willing to do it. And, and that's what I like about Sister uh, Hernandez uh, episode. And there's so many things that she shared in this episode we know, I know I didn't play it, Adney, you know, of course, the things that she went through on a personal level, but from a spiritual standpoint, this girl, uh, Sister Kim was, was reaching people when she was young. I, and, and I think if my memory serves me correctly, I think she was like in elementary, middle school and college and just sharing the word boldly with, with kids. Like she was never afraid. And I think if 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 a, a a teenager listening to this episode, it's okay to be bold for Christ. You could be just like him. It might be a, a teenage, a, a a female or a male. Yeah, yeah, you might feel intimidated. Yeah, the times that we're in, right? The 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 crazy times that we're in. But it's okay to stand up for Jesus. It's okay to be bold. And even in college, you know, we can't forget about the college kids. Because in college, oftentimes they get laid back, complacent. Yeah, I'm in college. I'm focusing on my degree. No, but it's it's okay to be bold and stand up for Christ. And and that's what I like about 
Sister Kim, she was like, uh-uh. Everywhere I go, I try to seek an opportunity to bless somebody with the word of God. With this episode, she, look, her bold spirit definitely stood out. But I love how she didn't take credit for her bold spirit. I love how she knew that it was it was a nourishing process to get there. And again, I'm going to talk to parents. When you have children who dedicate them their lives to the Lord, nourish the spirit that you see in them. Don't call them you know, fast or whatever the case may be. A lot of times they just need you to nourish that spirit so they can be on the battlefield for the Lord. Because at the end of the day, they are. When they go off to school, when they go off to college, when they become those adults having their home, that spirit has to follow them. Now, if you're not putting anything in, nothing's going to come out, right? Until they go and through a storm and then they calling you asking you, mama, how do I fight? Daddy, how do I fight? When God said, I, I gave them to you for you to teach them, you know, soldiers, soldiers go through boot camp. Personally, we're their first boot camp. We're the ones that teach them how to pray. We're the ones that teach them that, look, this war is raging around you. Don't pay attention to that. Get on your knees and fight on your knees because that bo- that battle is not yours. It's the Lord. And that's basically what she was saying while, while she's going through it. God was fighting for her. So that was a very powerful um, episode as well. Yes, it was. All right. So the final episode of our sisters is episode 23 is called Two Faces Behind the Mask. Ooh, that sounds like a good, like Two-Face, hold up, like, hold up, Two-Face behind the mask? Like, what's she talking about? So let's go ahead and let's listen to Ann and what she has to say about that. I grew up hanging around seven uncles, so therefore I don't want to deal with their drama. And after about the third time of denying uh, God sending someone to talk to me about that, I realized, oh my gosh, did I just do like Peter did? Did I just deny Christ three times? And so I said, okay, well, I'll take on this ministry. Is what I said, leaning on my own understanding, still wasn't still based on me being genuine. But one Saturday morning, I woke up so excited, and I said, wow, I'm going to start this organization. It's going to be titled Winning the Battles in Your Mind. I got up on the Secretary of State immediately, looked up the name. Nobody had it. I've never even been to the Secretary of State website. So I know this was God guiding me. Went ahead and paid the fee, got the name, and then I ended up calling my minister at the time and saying, hey, I want to start an organization that's going to be called Win the Balance in Your Mind. I've already got the name. I've already paid the fee. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where you get the name from? I I don't know. Stop interrupting me. I woke up with it. So then I didn't realize that God had laid it on my heart, but I do now. Because in so many instances with myself and so many others, I help them to examine themselves and see how to win the battles that we all know that begin in our minds. So that's when that happened with the different ministries and the bold spirit. And again, I can't, I have to say thank you after each statement because I did not want to do it. I wanted to lean on my own understanding, do it my own way. If I was going to do it, I had to be in control of it. So God continually, even to this day, he still breaks me from trying to do it my way. And to serve him according to his will and his way, 
so he can get the glory for me just being a servant who's rolling out the bloodstained banner for him to be in the midst of us all. Okay, so that's the spirit I get every Monday, every day, Monday through Friday, Saturday, whatever the days I call her, um, is that bold spirit, that spirit right there. Um, I can honestly remember when she, when actually, me, we met on Facebook. I got a direct message from her regarding the winning the battles in your mind prayer call. And I was going through a, 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 I was in a season and I'm like, look, 530 in the morning, I'm not being up that early. I got, the spirit was like, yes, you will. Cause you need this. I got on, been on with her. And then she adopted me as her, as her daughter. <laughs> so, Cause she said, we have the same spirit <laughs> and that's the spirit of boldness and just caring for other people. But what I love that she shared is she was she was she denied the the fact of starting that ministry three times. She's like, oh Lord, did I do like Peter? And sometimes we have to get to that space when God is calling you to do something. You're like, Lord, are you sure you chose me? Because that's me. I've done that several times. And then it's like now it's like, okay. You can't you can't be like Peter. You need to answer the call the first time because whatever God is leading you to, he's going to provide. He's going to show you how to do it. It may not gain the traction that you want because it's not about you. It's about God. And that's what I learned from her when she was saying that. Like, I'm just going to do it. I don't do females, but you know what, God, obviously there's something you want me to do with them. And in full disclosure and transparency, she has touched many There are sisters who are sharing their testimonies that would have never opened their mouths to even give a 15 minute devotion. They're doing that now. So, yeah. Blessing. Blessing. Yeah. Sister Aretha Cleveland is a is a powerful sister. I'm, I'm glad that she's doing the powerful work and the powerful ministry that God has laid in her heart. But even just conducting the interview, it was it was a powerful interview, just the whole interview as a whole. I know this is just a glimpse, a, a little taste, a teaser uh, of what was uh, shared that, that I just shared. But I remember in this discussion that we had with Aretha, she said, uh, Brother Nick, I was a professional worshiper. So she was playing church. It, it was like she was just pretty much checking the box. Like, OK, I'm a Christian. Um, I'm just going to just check the box, check the box. And, and I'm a Christian. So she said she was professional at doing that professionally going to church on Sunday and worshiping God. It wasn't from a sincere and genuine heart until she had that change. Of course, if you want to listen to more of her episode and her story, I want you to go back because I don't really want to share it all. It gets good. So it, it leads to this point when God called her to, to form this ministry. The ministry just didn't happen like that. She had to go through something. She went through something, and that's because she was a professional worshiper. She wasn't doing that from the junior in her heart, and God had to check her. Like, hey, I'm calling you to do better and be better for my kingdom, and not just checking the box and saying, hey, I went to church. Because, you know, Adney, there are some people like that. Oh, it's Sunday. Check. I went to church today. Oh, it's Wednesday. I check. Or they may say, nowadays, it's, um, oh, I watch live uh, Facebook live on church check I'm good so that means I have a relationship with God because I've seen it on TV and that's all I need to do just in the, the, in my living room just watch Facebook church with it with an online church and I'm good but I, I think what Aretha shared was very powerful 
And I highly encourage people who haven't listened to Aretha, listen to this episode, episode 23. Listen to all the episodes. Again, like I alluded to, not just the top three that we're sharing, but all the episodes in the Call by God podcast was such a blessing to me. I mean, just to sit back and just to listen to people, stories of how people came from all walks of life to give their life to Christ. So that's all we have for now. Those were our top three. Episode four, Scars of the Good Samaritan. Episode 19, Shattered But Not Destroyed, Part 1. And Episode 23, Two Faces Behind a Mask. So until then, world, be blessed. Remember that Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. Wait, there's more. What if today was your last day on earth? Would you be ready to meet your maker? Well, Jesus Christ has given us the good news. He told his disciples in Mark 16, 15, 16, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Jesus Christ has instructed his children to share and preach the gospel, which is the good news, which means that Jesus Christ came and that he was sacrificed. He was buried and he rose on the third day. By believing and by repenting and confessing and being baptized, you will be saved. So it is your choice. Jesus Christ will not force you. You've heard the message. You heard personal testimonies. But this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ. Don't wait until tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised. So I hope you submit to the will of God and give your soul to Christ. Be blessed.